Hey there, Pastor Mark Jordan here from Hope Church. Thank you for stopping by and welcome to our online ministry. While you're here, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all the content that's released. And while you're online, visit us at our webpage at placeofhope.org. Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him. And we hope that this message today is helpful and inspiring for you as you continue to take your next step on your faith journey. Once again, thanks for visiting us and make sure to check us out at placeofhope.org. And the thing that makes it so beautiful and so wonderful as we saw in the trailer 
is that part of Harold's story is his impending death. And that's something that is true for all of us. We don't always have to think about it. But the call and the challenge for Harold's character was to find his character and to essentially answer that question. If you knew that you only had a finite amount of time to live, what would you do? How would you fill your time? How would you use your life to be in the employ, so to speak, of helping people know about God and Jesus? It's not an explicitly Christian film, but friends, it's unmistakably a Jesus story. And so if you ever have an opportunity to find strength and fiction, I highly, highly recommend it because it helps us to deal with those questions. How do we use and utilize our life in the service of others? If we knew we only had a short time to be here. And so I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Fantastic movie. Kind of an independent film, but it's really great. In a few moments, we're going to turn to our clip for this movie. But there's something I want us to consider as we begin to move forward into that. And if you're using your follow along notes, whether the insert in the bulletin or anything like that, I'm sorry, don't you? Or if you're using the app, uh, our follow-along notes, follow notes this week are more important questions. And the first question I want to ask is, what comfort food do you turn to? What comfort foods do you turn to? Now, when I was writing and preparing this message, I was immediately taken back to being in the, the first and second grade at a Netland Elementary in uh, Douglas County before we moved over to Cobb County. And my mom's sitting here in the front row, I heard her chuckle a little bit because uh, this may come as a surprise to some of y'all, but I, I tend to be a little high-strung. And as a result, I can get really anxious and uh, really bothered about things like school, you know, tests and riding the bus and things like that. And so I somehow stumbled upon uh, a comfort food lunch that was able to help me deal with some of those uh, the most stressful and worrisome times in my life, which at that point was going to school. And that was a slab of Velveeta between two pieces of white bread and a thermos filled with tomato soup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, that lunch never changed. The lunchbox did. Dukes of Hazard came here. Battlestar Galactica one year, Empire Strike, we uh, turned the Jedi, they had a little plastic, we turned the Jedi, lunch plastic. Lunchbox changed, but lunch did not. That's because those foods, thermos of I'm sorry, what was it thermos of but the thermos of tomato soup, Campbell soup, and then the slab of Elvia cheese food, a processed cheese food, right? Between two slices of white bread gave me what I needed to be able to make it through today. Now, a number years later, Campbell's released an ad campaign with a little jingle. You may remember it was Campbell's mm-mm good possibilities. You remember that one? Campbell's mm-mm good possibilities. And I saw that commercial and I heard the jingle and I immediately was transported back to the cafeteria at an elementary school with my slab of belly itches with two slices of white bread and a thermos of the street. Campbell's. I said belly again, I'm sorry. The thermos of tomato soup. I got the beat on the brain. I love it. 
but it was eating that much, which helped me to see the possibilities of making it through the end of the day and getting home. My mom barely had cookies or some other snack or treat to greet my brother and me as a way of kind of help bridge that gap to dinner, but also let us know that we were in a place where it was warm, where it was safe, and where we could be us. Comfort foods. What comfort foods do you turn to? All of us turn to some type of a comfort food when we realize there is stress in the world. We wish it was as easy and smooth sailing as we would want it to be, but it's not. We have these possibilities that lead us down roads that we want to go, but we also know there are possibilities where we will go down roads we do not want to traverse. And so how is it, this is question number two, how is it that you struggle when life does not measure up to your standards? How do you struggle when life doesn't measure up to your standards? I imagine every single person in this room worshiping with us online or experiencing this message later on via the podcast or video can experience and can feel some of those stressful, inwardly angst-filled moments where we recognize that life does not always meet our expectations. Now, some of the possibilities that we have to wrestle with this are great. They're great because when we can recognize and we can realize that life has more in store for us than we can ever possibly imagine or believe or understood. Like, wow, I sure am glad that my life was not relegated to my finite ability to understand and think again. But it doesn't always work out that way, though. Some of us who experience midlife crises are all about trying to think, wow, my life did not turn out the way that I thought it was. I was thinking about this point that I was driving in. You know, when I was a when I was a child, I probably you know I, I wanted to be uh, an astronaut or a test pilot in the Navy. Also, wanted to be president of the United States, and I cannot think of a more horrible job uh, than that, right? And I, so I think about the seven-year-old me, forty years ago, forty-seven. I think about the seven-year-old me, forty years ago, not fully being able to understand or comprehend or grasp the fullness and the possibility of life. And there are stages and there are parts of that, like when it became clear to me. I was not going to be a major league ball player if I couldn't even hit the Mendoza line literally, right? It wasn't, that just wasn't going to happen. And I had to deal with some of those disappointments and disillusionments. But it began to help me to see that, as that proverbial statement says, when the window closes, another window of opportunity opens. And so we have to seek out those possibilities. And sometimes we turn to things, we turn to places like food to help us deal with that stress, that gap between expectation and reality. But if we can find that there are places and there are points of those moments when we turn, and those things to which we turn where there is hope, there is purpose, there is promise, there is possibility, we can begin to see life shaping up differently. Of course, you see here in front of the stage, we have our setup of the community. And oh my gosh. Okay? When press pause, uh, mama wants yourself for a second. They do. I forgot to get the grape juice. So, I'm sorry, in the office in the room, there is a better grape juice. And we will um, we will pour out our chalice in just a moment. Uh, everyone, thank David for his uh,
it's like live TV, right? You never know what's going to happen. Uh, and even though we planned, and I said all this up yesterday, which was one of the reasons it just didn't come on that that. But uh, the possibilities of opportunities to serve, which really maybe God was just giving us an opportunity to think about that. But so I'm coming back to how do we struggle in life as a measure of And it comes back to where I wanted us to see is this meal here, the Holy Communion, which is this meal, this holy meal, where God wants us to direct our attention and our focus to help us to understand that He is the one at that intersection between our experience of life and the possibilities that are available in eternal life. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So let's look at our Bible passage for today, which comes from the second chapter of Ephesians, chapter 1 through 10. And what we see here as we're working through this is how it is that God meets us at that intersecting point. And so I'm reading out a message version this morning, so uh, it's a very unusual passage. Uh, I mean, it's a very typical passage, but unusual wording, and so I just want to read it here out of this version of the day. It's, it's, it's inspired. It wasn't so long ago that you were mired in an old, stagnant life of sin. Doesn't that just grab you right in the beginning? You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then escape disobedience. We all did it. All of us do what we felt like doing, when we felt like doing it. All of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God did not lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. Instead, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, he embraced us. He took our sin-dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did all this on his own with no help from us. Then he picked us up and set us down in the highest heaven in the company of Jesus, our Messiah. Now God has us right where he wants us with all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we've done this whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join in in the work he does. The good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be doing. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A couple of points here I can pull out real quickly. It says that God loves us. But does not love our own individual bent toward destruction. Because of God's mercy, we have been made alive again in Christ Jesus, given a chance to get it right. This is all due to God's grace and love. It is not our own doing. But we should take that grace as a motivation to change the world, not to simply rest on our own laurels. What a way to say that. This leads us directly into our clip. I'm sure you can picture What we're going to see is Will Farrell's character, Harold Crick, interacting with Maggie Gyllenhaal's character in a pastime. And Anna is being audited. And she decides that since the IRS is making her life miserable, she's going to return the favor. And Harold, at this point, this is still very early in the film, very early in the story. Harold, at this point, is very docile, very passive, but it's also very sad. He is stuck in that gap between what he expected life to be like and his experience. 
verse 21 of the New Bible is close to. He has not yet reached that moment of possibility. And there is this really beautiful exchange that happens in Amazon, or regulation, I should say, that we're going to watch here in a moment, that helps us all, I hope, to see where we are in that intersection, so to speak, between the gap of expectation and reality. And what happens when someone comes along the way in our life and helps us, by, by expressing grace, helps us experience the hope and the grace that is available and exists for every single one of us. So let's watch our clip from Streams of Conviction. Pay no attention to the man in the front who's going to be dealing with child's school grape juice. Uh, and, and after that, we'll break it down and then we're going to celebrate what we So let's watch our clip from Streams of I 
coincidence, but there is no coincidence that Jesus celebrated the Last Supper, which he knew was the Passover meal, which would have been his holiday favorite comfort before he went to the cross. And it was in that moment when he was sharing with the disciples that in the giving and the sharing of the bread and the wine together, they were experiencing the possibility of you understand the salvation that comes not through following the rules, i.e. legalism, but experiencing the fullness of God's grace given to every single one of us that we do not deserve, that we cannot earn, but it is there for us. And as a result of that, every single one of us has been given grace and mercy. We've been given skills and talents and abilities unique from God that when we employ them into the work of helping to point people to Jesus, we realize that we can indeed change the world. Maybe we thought we were going to be Harvard Law trained attorneys, and we realize that we're better off baking cookies or bread. But the reality is that it is these moments, these intersections, which called us into an experience outside of ourselves to serve a God who lives within our hearts. That we may be different difference makers and examples and symbols of grace for the world so desperately know. Amen. Pray with me, please. Living, loving God, we give you thanks for this holy mission which you've given yourself for us. Lord, help us to find deep within our own souls the character in which you created us. So that as we realize how you have did us together, how you made us, uh, Lord God, that we may be called and created us to be. Uh, and so, Lord God, as we close out this service in song, I pray that our souls may sing your praises. Uh, to sing about your name wherever we are, however it is that you have called and met us here. Help us to take this intersection of grace and forgiveness and share it with the world so that's what we need of it. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Thank you again for joining us today. We are glad that you stopped by. Again, we want to encourage you to visit us online at placeofhope.org. If you're in the Paulding County area there, you can get service times, directions, and information about all of our awesome activities for children, for students, and for adults. Again, Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him, and we hope to provide you the heart fuel you need to follow Jesus. Thanks again.